ends up the basket. And Butler right now is exhausted with 46.7 remaining. How's it hanging, Heat Nation? Welcome to Culture Shock, the first ever all-female Miami Heat NBA podcast. I'm your host, Clippy, and I'm joined by my other host, Kaylee. And today, we have a very, very special guest, Alana. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, so I think we should just jump right into it. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, obviously, with the Utah game last night. Uh, 27-point lead. Of course, we already know what happened. We only won by, what was it, six, seven, eight, around there. So I wanted to quickly talk about our inconsistency as a team and how we're doing with uh, not being able to close out games. So, Kaylee, start us off. What do you think about the inconsistency in the Heat, and do you think it's a problem, or do you think we're okay? Yeah, so, like, that game, too, like, we started off kind of kind of good. It was almost kind of exciting when we had, like, I think at one point it was, like, 100 to, like, 70, and I was like, love that score. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a great vibe, you know? Um, but all of a sudden, always in the fourth or, like, in the end of the third, they give us this little scare where they just kind of – they just choke for some reason and I remember too like I think one of the main things is that they just the Jazz wouldn't like uh miss any shots like towards the end they weren't missing anything and it's like yeah what's going on there (laughs) yeah everything they threw up was going in yeah so um and I feel like I'm, I'm really wondering like what could help us as a team to like avoid doing those really weird closeouts but like at the same time it's like uh, maybe maybe it was because Jimmy wasn't there. That's a good consideration. Like maybe if Jimmy was there, it could have changed it up and maybe really would have helped officially like lock it down. But I could be fatigue. I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, I don't really think it would be fatigue considering we're like, you know, the toughest, most trained, conditioned team in the NBA. I don't know if it's the leadership issue with the Jimmy Butler not being there. I don't really think it's the leadership issue because, you know, with the vets that we do have, I don't think it's that. I just honestly think, I honestly don't have no guesses as to what it could possibly be, why we're so inconsistent, why we can't close out games. So I have no idea. Alana, what do you you think about this? Yeah, it's weird because like half of me thinks it's a Spo issue and I have been, I love Spo. Like he's elite, top three always, and I would not trade him for the world. Um, But I, there's sometimes when I'm just like, his lineups are questionable. His rotations are questionable. And it's more so that it's almost not like the ability to adjust. He gets tunnel vision. And if he wants to stick to the plan, like regardless of what's happening in the game, he sticks to that plan. So I feel like sometimes when we start kind of losing a lead and things kind of get away from us, instead of making the adjustment, he's in the mindset of like, well, it was working until now. So we're just going to power through it. I think there's something to that and it kind of goes hand in hand, which I'm sure we'll talk about like the Duncan situation where it's like, he just needs to keep shooting to get better. But you also need to keep in mind that sometimes like working through things isn't the way to go and you have to like adjust here and there. So I feel like that's mostly it. The other part of it is, I don't know if it's like a mental thing where it's like they're confident they're up, they got it. And they kind of start hitting cruise control, which you can't do because this is the NBA. Anything can happen. Um, So I guess I'm just kind of like teetering on, on both of those things, but it does seem to be a reoccurring theme like year after year. So it's weird because it doesn't seem to matter like who's on the team or who's kind of the leadership behind that. Um, Obviously Jimmy has kind of 
taken over as like a closer, but at the same time, we can't rely on that. Like he's going to be out here and there for rest or God forbid an injury or protocol or whatever. So we just need to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that the spot issue, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on that hundred percent because mm -hmm. there's some lineups there that are so like questionable on his part. And yeah, definitely when he sees something working, he wants to keep making sure that works. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't, he's like, oh, but like you said, it was working before. So of course it has to work now. No, no, definitely and didn't not. Didn't get like a technical that game too? <laughs> Last like, game yeah, versus Utah? I think, right? Oh, I have no idea. I think so. So I didn't get home until like the second half, but I was kind of following along on Twitter and I did, I think I saw that Spo got teed up. I just don't know for what. Yeah, I think he was yeah. just like yelling, or like maybe going onto the court yelling. I don't know what it was, but I think. And he that's did. the thing you can tell he's getting frustrated, so it's not like he's not aware of what's going on. But yeah. I think his mentality is kind of like, "All right, guys, figure it out and push through it." Which again, sometimes that is the right call, but there's times when like I just feel like it's obvious that like a player's body language isn't there, or he is getting tired, or like two guys just aren't coexisting properly, and that's the point where I'm just kind of like all right, do something, like switch something up, even if it's just for a couple of minutes and then you go back to your original plan just to kind of like give them a break or what have you. Um, and again, I don't, people keep coming after me like that I'm a Spo hater. I love him. I would not, <laughs> I would not want any other coach, but like there are things that I feel like he needs to work on. Yeah. I mean, it's criticism. Yeah. You should be like, it's just criticism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, I like it's, that's it. Like, and yeah. I'm not a coach. I'm not trying to pretend I know what I'm talking about to <laughs> yeah. that extent, but like, it's kind of obvious when, again, I think the point of, it not mattering who's on the team like if the coach is the same that's kind of what you have to kind of like start pointing the finger at because it's not personnel necessarily yeah yeah it's definitely not our players I mean look at what we did in the in the first two quarters um it definitely could be an Eric Spolcher issue some of the lineups like I said were just like there's Gabe Vincent Deadman Caleb Martin on the floor there's mm -hmm. not really a leader out there you know what I mean they're throwing Tyler Hero to like do everything and mm -hmm. it's just it, it, it obviously didn't work you know what i mean mm -hmm. i always think we should have at least one leader on the floor maybe to calm heads and calm everyone down but with the duncan robinson thing that's obviously a huge topic that has been circling twitter for weeks oh, now wow. with his inconsistency mm -hmm. finally you know last last night he has six he goes i think six from 11 from three points so it's like is he back is this gonna last is he gonna be consistent I'm not worried because shooter shoot, of course. I mean, I was worried. I was, you know, telling him I hated him on Twitter. I didn't mean that, obviously. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but did you directly at him? No, 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 no. Okay, well then, then you're him. fine because, like, you know, it's like yeah, it never it happened. Heat of the moment. It was just heat of the moment. I know a lot of Heat fans are like deleting tweets now and like getting scared because <laughs> no, all these I tweets respect, are gonna come up. I respect you, like, just putting it out there because, like, you're oh, like, yeah. I, I own yeah. the fact that I did that. Yeah, people who are like. Oh, I, I believe the whole time. I'm like, really? Because I can go pull up seven of your tweets in the last exactly. few weeks. Exactly. I'll own it. I'll yeah. own yeah. it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I definitely apologize. Uh, I hope he stays consistent. I mean, we all know he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, truly. So many records he broke last season. To mm -hmm. This season is looking kind of uh, slow, but I have hopes for him. Do you guys have hopes? What do you guys think in the Duncan Robinson situation? Yeah, like I feel like I feel like he if anything, he kind of proved that bullying works <laughs> like, after like all this like physical backlash that he's gotten. It's like, okay, fine, I need to show up. And he actually started showing up. I don't know what it was. Could be the bullying, yeah. could just I be don't like know what maybe clicked. he was 
yeah, maybe he just had a good night. I don't know, but I enjoyed watching it. If anything, it was almost like he finally clocked into work. Happy you're here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like Alana, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't worried from the standpoint of like shooters go through slumps, and the only way to get through it is to keep shooting. Um, and I think that's what was really annoying me was that there were all these comments going around, like, okay, just bench him for a while. And it's like, what is that going to do? First of all, it's clearly a mental thing. It's a mental block. So you benching him is going to make him feel worse. It also has to do with muscle memory. So if he's not out there shooting, like what's going to happen. And I understand like at times he was kind of a liability for me. The bigger problem was like, fine, your shot wasn't falling, but then you were racking up like five, six fouls. Like we can't have you fouling out if you're also not contributing with your shot. Um, so that was kind of my problem where I'm like, all right, it's not falling, like figure something out, contribute in another way. I am glad he's back. I hope that it's going to like stick around because I think if we would have had more games like this, like if we hit like what, 15, 18 games of him being cold, then you start to think, okay, what do we do to me? It's not about the money. It's not about the contract. It's just like, we need you to do what you're here for. And if you're not doing it and you're not playing good defense and you're fouling out, then like kind of what's the point, but hopefully he's back and it sticks. Um, but the, the criticism was wild. People were like, I'm unsubscribing to like the podcast, yeah. which is like, can we calm down? Like y'all are doing the most. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. They were under his YouTube comments, like delete your podcast yeah. right now. Like Living dude, in bad it's literally just extracurricular. Yeah. Like I promise you this has nothing to do with his shot. Like I promise yeah. you. Like, it's it just, really it's doesn't. wild to me when people like concoct those narratives of like what you're doing off the court. It's just like, these are professionals. They've also been playing basketball legitimately their whole lives if you think that sitting down and recording a podcast has anything to do with what you're doing on the court like you just don't understand basketball like the same thing with the Tyler thing people being like oh yeah him getting his own cereal like what him (laughs) making like a business deal on the side has literally nothing to do with his game his role was just not defined well and he was like hitting a slump like I just I don't understand that if I mean okay it's funny to a certain extent just being like oh I'm canceling the pod like we're not listening but like the comments and the ratings it's just like are we really are we really this group of people yeah it was we got pretty brutal i saw some pretty uh brutal tweets to duncan which is like he obviously sees that uh Mm -hmm. we obviously know it's mental because you know as a shooter that 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 is so good that doesn't go away you know mechanics Mm -hmm. they never go away that's forever that's imprinted in his brain so it's definitely mental i heard someone say he needed therapy i was like i guess you know maybe (laughs) but i don't think it was to that extent but he also sees what we say for Mm -hmm. sure you know what i mean and that also affects your game if all your your supporters are saying you know do something cancel your pod or right and like you know i i don't obviously know him personally but we we saw the way he reacted around the trade deadline like both him and tyler you know had those mental blocks around there and it's probably because like i mean if you're sitting there not even sure of what your future is going to hold so if we already see that he's the type of guy and i'm not saying he's not tough but like he's already the type of guy to be affected in that way we saw it last year like maybe let's not go after him in that way thinking that that's gonna help and it was the same thing with like people saying pull him that's supposed like spo loves him he's not gonna go and pull duncan to make him feel worse about himself he's gonna leave him out there he's gonna be a liability he's gonna get those fouls and spo's just gonna be like i have to do this because you're gonna have to find your way out of this by you know by yourself so i don't know i just feel like if if history taught us anything it's that like duncan does get in his head so like I don't think all the criticism is going to help, but he he worked through it and I hope it's here to stay. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, the only way to work through something is to go through it. Mm -hmm. But uh, him on defense, I actually wanted to talk about that because there has been some plays that Duncan has that actually amazed me. Like, I remember he had a block on, uh, I think it was like Jokic or something. And then he comes back, shoots a three. He was obviously still in that slump. But I've seen some defensive, actually good things from him on the defensive end, a couple blocks. But the foul trouble is definitely, definitely concerning 100%. Uh, with the Tyler Hero thing, uh, I don't know what Heat Nation thought by taking Duncan Robinson out of the starting lineup and putting Tyler in when Tyler Hero is made to be a six man clearly. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I don't know if it's because they don't know basketball or it's just they they were just so mad at Duncan Robinson that they just wanted him out of the lineup and it, well, it, it the, wasn't gonna work. Let's be honest. The plug and chug mentality of people just kills me because I'm like they're literally not the same player at all. At all. Yeah. At like, all. All so you are completely changing your offense if you swap them out, and people are just like, No, it's one for one. And it's just like, I don't, how do you <laughs> no. think that's how this works? Like, first of all, yeah. no two players really will be one for one, but especially when you have a guy like Duncan who's a three point specialist and like that's about it right now, how are you going to put Tyler in? And then what happens to your? your second unit you think Duncan's gonna give you the same spark like that that's no. just a crazy argument exactly yeah. uh, uh having Tyler Hero in the starting lineups the last couple games our points off the bench have been super super low because obviously there is no bench basically mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know uh, what people expected but I do want to talk about someone in particular that is the offensive rebounding machine of PJ Tucker he has yes. contributed the greatest defense I have seen, and I am just so in love with him. I've been in love with him since they signed him. I loved him since he was in Milwaukee. Uh, I, I need your thoughts on P.J. Tucker. What, what do you guys think? Do you think that he can average more points? Because uh, I, I think he averages something around six to eight points per game, which is fine. I mean, we don't need him to produce 20 points per game. What he's doing is perfectly oh, yeah. effective and fine. We're winning games. But his offensive rebound is off the charts. It's insane. So what do you guys think? Kaylee, what do you think about P.J. Tucker? Like, dude, like whenever, like just whenever we got him in the trade, I was like, oh, it's over. I was like, we literally have P.J. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. Like I was super hyped when we got him because I was like, that's a really good pickup that I don't think people are freaking out about, you know, because like just won a championship. Now he's going to Miami. Like, do you think he's going to relax? No, he's like, let me go for another because I want to know this team can, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and he's also has the dog mentality. Again, mm-hmm. that's great for our little kennel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like him being a star that he is and showing that off last night was amazing to see. I was like, yeah, guess what? We have PJ Tucker. I don't know if you knew about that, you know? So, um, and yeah, hitting shots with, at the, is the great thing he does with those like corner threes and then just like little sneaky ones that he just gets in there. I'm like, yeah, I, I love those little floaters. Yeah. Oh, the floater. It's little floaters. Up. Yeah, it's like, and it's so weird because he turns and looks at the basket and he's like, hmm, am I going to shoot it? And then he just does his floater and he makes it and it's just like, okay, I guess. He's been a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, I know you're, you're, you're a fan, Alana, of PJ, so I can't wait to hear what you... Yeah, I tweeted this out earlier. I'm just sitting here looking at my timeline like, oh, y'all, now you're fans. Now you know he's on the team and what he can do. Um, And like... I felt the same way. When we signed him, I was over the moon. First of all, he's coming off a championship. Clearly, he's hungry. Second of all, it's PJ Tucker. Like, how are you not excited? (laughs) Forget about what was going on in terms of, like, on the court. But, like, his mentality alone fits this team so perfectly. Um, And I just – I don't know what people expect out of him. It's like – what I don't understand is people have these narratives for players, and if they don't meet them, suddenly they're not good. But I'm like, your narrative is concocted in your own head. 
Like, did you think that PJ was going to come in and give you 25 a night? That's not what he does. Why are we all expecting him to come out and be like another Duncan? Like everyone was saying like, oh, his threes aren't falling. And I'm like, all right, he does hit the corner three well, but that's not what he's here for. He is here for the defense. He's here to just like make other guys better on top of it. And he'll hit a few. But yeah, I'm super excited for him. Um, I mean, I'm glad people are now showing love, but like it's kind of fraudulent. And I'm just like, can you... Can we at least admit that you weren't high on him and now you're excited? Like, don't go in there being like, yeah, we have PJ. We're great. And it's just like, where was this when we signed him? Yeah, exactly. They have to own up to, you know, how they felt. But I was excited. I mean, coming off a championship, you know, he could bring that leadership also. You know, he's won a championship, so he has experience, you know, being in the finals, especially with such a good team, like with Giannis and all that. But, man, he is just he is so good on defense and the way he gets these offensive rebounds, the putback dunk during the versus the Clipper uh, versus the Lakers. Was it that actually kept us in the game? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone was tweeting like, oh, man, I thought that was Bam. And I was like, no, nah, that was PJ. Open yeah. your eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. PJ can Open do that. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. He's always grabbing boards, which is great because he's giving us that those extra points. And that obviously uh, helps us win games. Uh, so he's really giving us production that we didn't know that he was actually, well, we knew he was mm-hmm. actually going to give us. Yeah. Everyone else actually didn't. But uh, I do want to talk about the East. Maybe we could go into uh, some detail about the East because it's looking a little crazy out there. I think the Wizards yeah. are, are are topping the charts, and that's a little odd considering. Uh, I actually watched them last night. They look like a pretty decent team. You know, they have a, a couple of decent players. I saw Kyle Kuzma, you know, playing mm-hmm. outstanding. I don't He's refreshed. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to show you guys that all that yeah. shit talking, like, yeah, they, he's ready to go. Yeah, he was That's like LeBron for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, and Bradley Beal, you know, is finally playing on a good team, which we all wanted, of course, for a long time. The Bulls are looking great. You know, the Hornets are like a sleeper team. They could mm-hmm. come up and they could beat really good teams so i want to see uh what you guys think about the east what are your what are your picks who do you think can beat the miami heat from the east let's be honest i think like uh, i noticed that i think the nets also got like i think second now because of all the losses that the rest of us have done mm-hmm. um but it's also it's kind of interesting how the nets are kind of sloppily kind of making their way up again i feel like that was a team that we thought like um they should be fine you know like they should be at least like top three but because they're shaky, it gives me hope that mm-hmm. like whenever the Heat go against them, we can beat them in the games that we need. Um, if, if as long as Kyrie's not there, I guess <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, Kyrie's a big piece. Yeah, Kyrie's not I, coming. Ky- Kyrie's gonna yeah. die on this weird ass yeah. pill that he has oh, going on. Yep. Like that's for damn sure. I yeah. don't know why it's just it's, and, and I understand you know everyone has a choice and I'll, and I'll stand by that and I understand that, but um, you know it. It is a it is your job, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're a basketball player, but I mean, you stand by what you stand by. I have no opinion on it's that. It's the I reasoning not. to me, though. It's just that I feel like he kind of flopped, where like flip flopped, where it's like he came out, like just saying, kind of, you know, it's everyone's personal choice, which I respect. But now he's like, I'm fighting the good fight against the mandate for other people, and it's like, I'm sorry, what is you sitting out doing for anyone else? Yeah. Like you literally aren't doing your job, so you're yeah. you're not helping your organization and your teammates. But you're not actually helping anyone else. Like, are you like, are you trying to get legislator, legislator moving? Like, I just don't. That's what bothers me is like, he's trying to be this like activist, but he's actually not doing anything except for just sitting out. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely turning very political. Mm -hmm. And every time it turns political, I am out. Because 
I don't need to then, know about any of that. I'm anything, here to watch basketball. Yeah, and then if anything, we're kind of forgetting about him. It's like I almost forgot about Kyrie multiple times. I forgot like, about the Nets, honestly. Yeah. I'm just like, they're like an anything. afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like they haven't really been getting big media attention at yeah. all. Like, I don't even know what their record is. I barely even see them on nationally televised mm-hmm. games. Well, of course, you know, they have a bunch of televised games. But I don't know. I I, I, mean, I don't really see them going far in the East. Unless it's like those like bad clips of like James Harden like I was up gonna on say yeah like and and the new foul calls now like yeah. he's my he favorite can't. thing like he can't play anymore because yeah. that's what he was banking on yeah that's my favorite thing the new foul call has changed mm-hmm. the game completely I love how the game is being played now it's actually yeah. being played like it's supposed to mm-hmm. and that James Harden is not being able to get all the shots that he was getting it's it's great it makes the Nets bad and that's mm-hmm. good for us obviously. Those but, calls um, made like James Harden go in shambles. Like now he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, no, because his, his game is, is like gone now. That's yeah. what he was relying on, and now yep. he's like, okay, now I have to shift back to actually playing basketball. It's like remember those days when you yeah. used to do that. <laughs> yeah. So like exactly. between that and Kyrie, like yeah, they're kind of imploding. I I don't trust them. Like yeah. I don't trust that they can stay consistent at all. Yeah, definitely not. I don't even think. I think if the Heat, you know, play them in a seven-game series in the playoffs, I I think we have a good chance of mm-hmm. winning that series. Definitely, I don't see anybody in the East beating the Heat. I mean, of course, I 100% say I am biased. I will forever be biased. <laughs> I will always think that he will be everyone, even though in reality sometimes they will not be able to. But yes, I am biased. Uh, more about the East uh, and the Bulls. I just love the Bulls right now. I love mm-hmm. watching them play. Uh, they obviously got murdered by the by the Warriors the other day, but they are the so, Warriors. It is Steph Curry. Just a little bit. Just yeah. yeah. So um, It was a scheduled loss, though, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, considering how the Warriors are playing, definitely. But the Bulls look good. The Hornets look good. Uh, I don't really know anyone else in the East. Uh, do you guys have any sleeper picks you think that we should watch out for in the East? I mean, well, I, I'm also a Sixers fan. Alana, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> like, oh, I did not. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm a Sixers fan as well. But it sucks how, Pain. even though, yeah, like everyone's like out, like when it comes to um, sickness, like everyone's out of mm-hmm. COVID and some injuries. So we don't have them, be- like they don't have them beat and they don't have Matisse. They don't have like a lot of key players that they normally have. But somehow with bench, they're still like teetering and not losing, like they're losing, but they're not losing by like a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I feel like once they get back, maybe their starters, it could be a different story, you know? So like, I, I'm really curious to see like later down the line in the season, if maybe they will be something of a threat for the Heat at least, because it's like you you never really know, especially if they're really good with bench. You, and then off with the whole bench situation, I don't even want to talk about that. Do you well, think I he's coming say, back? I think that's what it's going to depend on. And yeah. not even in terms of like having him like on the court, but like it has just been such a media circus that I'm yeah. sure it's hard for the rest of the team to focus on anything. Yeah. And they've, yeah, been definitely. Good, they've been like really, really good troopers with the whole bench situation. Like mm-hmm. they literally just, just erased him basically. And like, we're like, yeah, who it was Ben, you know, like we're fine. And it's like, okay, uh, I hope you're good. But yeah, like this, and the whole Ben situation reminds me of whole Kyrie. I'm like, I don't, um, I don't know what you're dying on this hill for when you're just losing money. Yeah. He's yeah. Sad. And the weird thing there is just like, once we start talking about mental health, I'm like, I don't, should we be like putting out this information? Like it yeah. all seems very like, I, I, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, if he's using it as an excuse, that is BS because there's people who are really struggling with mental health issues. But if he's not, then it's just like, all right, should we be talking about this? Like if he actually needs help. So I just don't know like which way to go. And I'm like, I'd rather just like, I would rather just not know anything until they've made a definitive one way or another he's coming back or he's not. 
Yeah, they should have kept everything under wraps over there, mm-hmm. especially with the mental health thing. That's tough. I know that uh, a couple years back, Kevin Love was like the first yep. advocate for that mental health thing, which should definitely get a bigger spotlight in the NBA mm-hmm. because just because they're basketball players doesn't mean they're not people. They obviously yes. go through things, especially mentally tough, challenging things. Yep. So the NBA needs to do something to take care of their players mentally because if, if Ben Simmons is telling the truth and it's a mental health issue, it's obviously, you know, serious because he still hasn't came to work. You know, he still well, hasn't played. Well, and I was actually fined. surprised, yeah, like to your point that they didn't kind of keep it more under wraps because, you know, K-Love came out. I think DeMar was another guy who came out about it. But then the NBA, I think, got a little better during the bubble when guys were talking, like Paul George was saying that the, it was like a really hard environment. So yeah. it's like we got that far. And after all that, now you're just like, oh, okay, well, let's just like release all this stuff about like a player who like may or may not be dealing. And it's just like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? Like, I thought we like were making progress and now you're like taking it 10 steps back. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will forever be an advocate for the mental health, especially mm-hmm. with the players. That needs a bigger light. It needs it needs a bigger spotlight, 100%. Um, these players, we don't know what they go through. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. know what happens behind closed doors. So us being really mean to them, I don't really think that helps the situation no. at all. But uh, hopefully, I know, I, I hope Ben Simmons, I hate the 76ers with a passion, like with a <laughs> burning passion. This is a good passion. dynamic here, then. Really <laughs> yeah, with a burning passion. So, I mean, obviously, I don't wish Ben Simmons the worst. I hope he comes back. You know, it would be a great matchup to see the 76ers versus the Heat. Yeah. They've always been, you know a team to beat us in the playoffs mm-hmm. so uh, that would be fun to watch but I do want to shift over maybe to the west a little bit talk about the west because I, I know us being in the east we don't really focus on the west that much and I do want to talk about the west because we already know the Warriors are mm-hmm. in my opinion coming out of the west so far of what we've seen the Lakers are definitely a disappointment the Clippers are a little bit of a shocker to me because they're on like a six seven game win streak I think I, like I, I believe don't- think about the Clippers ever I'm like oh there's another team in LA like we played them and I was just like oh yeah this team exists yeah like and then they showed Kawhi on the bench I'm like right Kawhi's a player like I don't know what maybe it's just me but I give zero thought to the Clippers ever yeah same I I, the when we played them I was like oh that's right they exist yeah and then I didn't even know Kawhi was injured I had no idea he tore his ACL I was like oh that happened um okay I guess (laughs) like I had no but but I mean they did fairly well considering you know um not having Kawhi, Paul George is having a great season, MVP mm-hmm. caliber season, which everybody hates Paul George for some weird reason. Um, I don't know why he's a great player. Yeah. Um, the Clippers. Yeah, I like to commend him for like being able to take this team on his back when Kawhi. Exactly. Out, you know? I think it's mostly that he like in the past has kind of disappeared when like needed. Um, yeah. But it's just like let's not pretend like he's the only guy who has done that. And also, I do feel like he's gotten over that hump the last few years. I'm not like, I don't, I'm neutral on him, but it is, he he does get a lot of hate and it's bizarre. Yeah. Pandemic P I think was one of the nicknames they gave him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) that's tough. But um, the Lakers are definitely a a big topic. Um, In the off season, I wasn't impressed at all when they signed Russell Westbrook. I I literally was like, they're winning the title. Like I really, yeah. Like one, when they got all those guys, I was like, I don't know, say what you want, but like between Melo and Russ, I'm like, they're, and Melo, Melo is showing out. No, that yeah. was yeah. a perfect yeah. fit for him. And I'm so yeah. excited, but yeah, I don't, I still, and I'm not, everyone calls me like a closet Lakers fan. It's not that. I just like, like a lot of the, <laughs> the guys on the team. Um, I'm not concerned still. Like, I feel like th- this was just like, 
it was going to happen just because of all the new players and the fact that they all play so differently and now have to adjust. Um, so for me, I'm just like, yeah, they're going to hit a rough patch and then they're going to figure it out. So I'm not really worried. I feel like everyone's like, oh, they're out. Like they'll barely make the playoffs. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I still feel like they're going to be like top five easy. Yeah, I mean, it's LeBron, let's be honest. Uh, how low will LeBron actually be? No, once mm-hmm. he comes back, you know, he's the greatest player on earth. They'll be fine. Uh, I don't know if it still, I'm not convinced. I don't think it's going to work. I don't see Russell Westbrook really clicking with LeBron and Anthony Davis and Melo all on the floor at the same time. I don't know if it's a lineup issue. Mm-hmm. It has to be a coaching issue. He has to figure out what works best for him. I feel like Russ has always been that go-to guy on the teams he's been on. You know, he the plays run through him. The offense runs through him. So the fact that he has two other, three other guys that the offense runs through them, I feel like it's uh, tough for him. But obviously they'll adjust to the Lakers. He's LeBron. I, I won't. I would be surprised if they don't make the Western Conference Finals because oh, LeBron yeah. in the playoffs, you know, he's always a different breed. Uh, but your thoughts on the Lakers, Kaylee? Well, like, I remember during the whole trade stuff, whenever they finally finalized everything, I was like, there's a lot of little oldies here. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> and I started creating this nickname whenever I talked to my friends. I was like, the retirement host? You mean? Like, they're just oh, like, man. <laughs> like, they're all, like, all-stars and Hall of Famers. Like, for sure, I never doubt that, you know? But it's almost kind of like, I don't know how that works, like, in the long run when you have so many older players mm-hmm. on your roster and a lack of young people. Because it's like, when things get tough, when people get in, injured like say LeBron's injured like who's going to be able to step up and not get injured Mm -hmm. and be able to play all the games that they're out you know and um and then it comes to chemistry and dynamic I'm like these are big role players you're trying to basically make all play together and Mm -hmm. I'm like that can be difficult I'm like that's a really huge thing for the coach to do so I was like if they pull it off amazing you know like you did it but if not it's going to be almost a train wreck and I feel like this is showing right now with the whole kind of in and outs of their games that it's like they show a lot of potential and I hope that they can get it together. And again, it's early in the season. So I'm kind of like, I'm going to make the jokes of like, it's just a bunch of oldies, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure that they're going to have some sort of ranking. They'll be, they'll be there. Like just expect them to be there, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. They're the Lakers. I actually want to compare them to the Bulls because the Bulls got so many pickups in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think it was going to work either, but they're making it work yeah. over there in Chicago. It's and- actually crazy to me how many people doubted that the like what the Bulls were doing was a good idea. Um, and right. I, I do think a lot of people just hadn't watched the Bulls at all when they were making these claims. But like the amount of hate that the DeMar signing got, and I was like, guys, we got DeMar. Like, I mean, I say we because I'm in Chicago. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, DeMar DeRozan, like, he's going to figure it out, even if you might not see it right away, how this fits on paper. And he is thriving. He's by far my favorite bull. Like, I just feel like it was the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was interesting to me that people were just like, oh, they spent too much money on him. They just wanted a big name. It's like, no, I think they just wanted someone that would fit well alongside, like, Vooch and Levine and whatnot. Um, I think the Lakers are going to have a harder time, though, just because of all those egos. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely when uh, when they in the offseason when they picked up all those people, I was like, oh, this is going to be an ego, an ego issue for sure, because mm-hmm. yeah. there's so many big names, so many all stars. You know what I mean? I I said this last night. I think the Lakers, 
and I know this is a crazy take, I think they would have been better off if they didn't sign Russell Westbrook. I think that the team would have clicked better without him. Just the mellow uh, signing was huge. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been huge off the bench. He's like our Tyler Hero, basically. He comes off yeah. the bench. He produces a lot of points. His three-point shot, he's looking like his Knicks days, and it's it, mm-hmm. it's actually fun to watch. I've always been a mellow fan for the longest. But yeah, Me definitely. Too. I, think- I was literally set on, on naming my son mellow like in fifth grade i don't know why the only two players i ever followed were wade and mellow and i was like oh my god i love this man like i'm naming my kid after him like i have been ride or die so like to me this is just so exciting that like he was able to join this team and go off um i will at least say like i respect russ on the fact that he had some quote the other day about him being on like quite a few teams over the last few years and him just needing to like kind of re reconstruct his game based on that offense. And I don't think people necessarily are taking that in mind as much as they should be, because I think to your point, like everything used to run through him and he is used to a certain thing. And so now that he has to keep kind of starting over, I think he'll figure it out, but at least like his ego's not showing yet. So I'll give him credit. I think it, it will probably start coming out if things don't, I think if they don't start picking things up, the frustration is going to show kind of across the board. Um, but I am curious to see like if they're going to figure out because it is still early. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I know uh, when they beat us in the finals, they had so many role players. They didn't have, you know, the star power that they do now. Mm. But uh, Westbrook's ego has definitely been a reason why. I am not a Russell Westbrook fan. I've never been a Russell <laughs> Westbrook fan because of, I, I mean, obviously I don't know him personally, but the way that he does carry himself mm-hmm. on the court, the way that he acts, I personally don't like it. That's why I didn't think it was going to work out, especially with LeBron that, mm-hmm. he, you know, I, I feel like once you enter an organization where LeBron is there, everything changes. You know what I mean? Your game has to change, mm-hmm. your attitude, everything as soon as you walk through the door. So, I mean... Yeah, I I hope it doesn't work out because obviously I don't want it to work out because, you know, I'm still mad at them for beating us in the finals. But uh, the Warriors are definitely a team that uh, it g- gives me nightmares because I know when they play the Heat, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I don't I, I mean, obviously, I think we, we can beat them. I think we can beat anyone. Once again, I'm biased. But the Warriors yeah. are a really good team and they don't even have Clay Thompson. Who who apparently is getting closer. I think something came out today that he's getting quite close to his return. So that's scary. I hate the Warriors. So this like changed me from every, I was watching the Warriors Bulls game and I was just like, why why is this on? Like, I'm like, it, it was just such a clinic that I was just like, and Clay's not here. Like I, Dre gets undermined. I just, I can't with them. I, I respect the talent, but just that, that team, I can't stand. And now they have Iggy. Like I already miss him. (laughs) <laughs> same and he's playing so well i saw him like roll to the basket and dunk and i was like eric spolstra it's your fault yeah like it has to have been a coaching issue because if iggy could have produced like that it was definitely mm-hmm. a, a coaching issue um so and then we also have to talk about candidate mvb candidate seth curry <laughs> oh <laughs> Sorry, yeah like literally i it's scary how much like he's already like what's it called wrapping up his sheet of like points and the way he's playing games right now, because if he keeps this up, then I don't see any really like big question of whether or not he could not be MVP, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and of course people are probably going to ask like, Oh, but what about the heat? What do you think uh, Jimmy could be MVP? You know? And it's like, we wish, but it's like, if Curry's going to keep this up. Yeah. Let's be realistic. <laughs> it's going to be scary. That's you know? the thing. It's like, I love Jimmy to death. And yeah. like, I, 
I think he would deserve to at least be in the conversation, but like, let's keep it real now. Like just look at Steph and look at how early it is. Yeah. Yeah. Even I can't be biased on that. (laughs) I really can't. I think Steph is averaging like 38 points per game. That is actually inhuman. I don't even remember the last time someone averaged 38 points per game. If he continues that and averages that through the end of the season, I will actually be really impressed. You know, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Every time he touches the basketball and it, it, it's going in. So, and uh, it looks so effortless, which is what kills me. Yes. I am not a Steph fan. Like, as I, I love his game, and he is so crazy talented. But like, I, there's something I just don't like. Like, he's like too much of a golden boy, and I, I just like I don't vibe with people like that. It's like, can I, like I need some grit. Like, I need I need to see a flaw in you to like vibe with you. Um, but if I'm even sitting here being like. Yeah, I don't see how anyone is going to surpass it. It's like it's saying something because it's just like he – I'm just like, can something be wrong with you? Like you're just too squeaky clean. It's yeah. boring. Yeah, perfect family, <laughs> perfect life, perfect kids, perfect wife, yep. perfect game, yep. good team. And, it's like, And effortless. Like it's just like I know he puts in work for it. I'm not saying otherwise. But when he's playing, it's just like it, it looks like it's just second nature. And like he doesn't – he barely has to do anything for all those shots to drop. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Steph Curry has had a bad game this season so far. And if it's a bad game, it's like, oh, he scored 26. That's bad for Steph. Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. (laughs) Once they get Clay back, they're going to be a a huge threat. I see them coming out of the West 100%. I think maybe they play Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. I really like to see that. I like Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I hope that they get another chance to get a chip. I don't think that they're going to win a chip anytime soon, but I hope Chris Paul, you know, eventually gets that that ring because I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. So, but the Warriors playing the Heat in a seven-game series, I I don't That's know scary. if I can be biased there. Uh, That's really scary. I would say seven games. Maybe, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of a hard argument to make, even like just digging really deep as a Heat fan. It's just like, yeah, yeah, maybe we could go to seven. That's like the best that I can give you at this point. Yeah, yeah but it's It'd also – it's also, That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. It's really hard fought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're dogs. We always fight no matter what. But it's also really early in the season. Um, it, we, we don't even know where we're going to be in the middle of the season. Hopefully, you know, at the top of the, of the East, I hope, uh, if we can – start winning games I think we should have won every single game we've played so far like every single game mm-hmm. I think we should have won we should have been what the Warriors are right now it's obviously a little bit disappointing with injuries uh Jimmy and Struess uh having those injuries but um I think we're good nonetheless I mean there's not really much to be worried about now it's so early he fans freak out way too early let's be mm-hmm. honest uh it's been what like 15 games probably less and everyone's like it, it's that Spongebob meme where he's in his head and there's like a fire and everyone's yeah, running. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what happens after a loss with this with this fan base, which is funny because I'm part of the pers- part of the people that's running around with like on fire. So, but I'm not worried. You know, I, I, I have high hopes for this Heat team. Definitely. I think that mm-hmm. we can actually win a title. We've had like some tough, like a tough schedule. We've been mm-hmm. fighting some really big teams, you know, like at least now in these next few games, we're fighting OKC and we're fighting, um, what's the next one after? OKC? The Pelicans, the which Pelicans. Like, better be yeah. wins. This yeah. will be much more like a little bit more relaxed and it should be a lot easier to like gain a win and close it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like hopefully now we can just start winning some more games and relax a little bit more and hopefully everyone can get healthy again, you know. And I'd rather go through these struggles now than like exactly. later on down the line yeah. when things are down to the wire it's like figure it out now and also people need to understand like we had some huge changes to the roster 
people are just like, oh, well, like Bam and Tyler and Jimmy. And it's like, all right, cool. But they also need to now adjust their game because Tyler's in a new role and Kyle exists. So like Bam <laughs> and Jimmy look different too. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. I do agree that we probably could have won most of the games we lost, but it's just like, they're still figuring it out. The Duncan shooting slump obviously didn't help us either, um, but better now than like down the stretcher in the playoffs. So if this has to happen, I'll take it now. Yeah, I'll definitely take uh, going through adversity now than in the middle or towards the end of the season, which is fine because obviously we learn from it mm -hmm. and we, uh, we, we're not the type of organization to make mistakes twice. No. You know, uh, if we lose two in a row, we don't lose three. Uh, that's just how it is, you know, playing with the heat. But yeah, I'm not worried uh, at all. I mean, these next stretch of games are easy games. They're winnable games. Definitely. I think it's like six easy games in a row. We should be winning six straight. Uh, but, you know, knowing us, <laughs> there's always a little heat killer somewhere. And then, uh, <laughs> but uh, the schedule coming up looks uh, kind of easy. Let me not we don't say easy. And, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, jinx it or anything. Yeah. But we should get these uh, six wins against DC. Uh, the Pelicans are in there, I think, you know, some bad teams. So we should get those wins. Um, put us on top of the uh, on top of the East again, hopefully. So, yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Anything you want to talk about? No, I mean, I think it's, you know, there's a lot that we could have already taken away from the losses. And I think to your point, like if we're going to lose, at least take a lesson from it. And I think they're going to adjust. And I also think, you know, looking at stuff from a different lens, like Caleb Martin probably wouldn't have had as much playtime if we weren't in the situation. And like he, you know, there there's he's rough around the edges still, but there's there's moments when I'm like, I see the glimpse and I understand why they signed him. Yeah. So it's just like to me, I would rather just look at it that way and be like, if this wasn't happening, we wouldn't have gotten to see like what he could potentially do. Um, I just, I've been very vocal against heat Twitter. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> like the like flip flopping and like, just like being so fickle. And it's just, this is, this is the game. Like, this is what's going to happen. It's a long season. We just started. I would rather take the good and then focus on the bad and just keep going. Um, like I said, if, if we have issues down the line, this might be a different conversation, but it's early. Duncan looks like he's coming back. Jimmy's obviously going to shake off the injury. Keith will be back. Like, we're good, and I'm I'm not worried either. Yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely fine. But Kayla Martin, I just want to say I love Kayla Martin. I honestly think he's like a diamond in the rough because mm -hmm. there's something under there, you know. Uh, once he gets, like, the work in and the experience and working with the Heat, I really think, you know, he could be – he could be a vital part. I, I, I really do believe that because, you know, Max Drews comes off the bench and he's, you know, producing also. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not a lot, but he's coming out, he's making shots. And that's what Kayla Martin is doing, too. You know, he's getting rebounds. He's driving really hard to the basket and he's creating his own offense, which is mm -hmm. you know, surprising, which you know, whatever. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the heat. I think once we get all our players back, we'll be fine. You know, we learned from this this West Coast trip. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There was a lot of. uh inconsistencies and flaws and not being able to close out games that was not really concerning but it was more like annoying being a fan watching mm -hmm. us be up by 27 and only winning the game by six or seven points which is obviously unacceptable um but i think we'll be fine these games coming up i think we'll win and yeah. no reason to freak out and with the heat nation with, with the heat fans let's just you know calm down a bit Definitely, uh, they're fickle, of course. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've definitely seen that now. My whole timeline is filled with Duncan Robinson love. So, 
It's kind of weird. I can't. But... This morning, between the, the PJ stuff and that, I'm just like, oh, I can't. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I feel like half the these people need, like, two different accounts where it's, like, their burner of where they can, like, talk crap and then the other oh one you know because it's just like you look crazy <laughs> yeah, go back and look that. at your own timeline literally from two days ago you look crazy yeah, you're trying to get rid of of duncan and then all of a sudden now your timeline just like i had faith all the time i'm like that's literally me like, right now I'm not did you lie. black out when you were tweeting before like i don't understand <laughs> yeah that was literally me i'm not gonna lie i was like at least so you're owning mad. it though i'll take that yeah, oh so. yeah for sure i tweeted like oh duncan robinson you're terrible get off my team but then i'm like <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Kidding. I actually did I'm it. Sorry. Man. That, it was a joke. It was actually a joke. I was trolling. But yeah, he uh he Twitter definitely is a very weird place at times. Definitely with the uh it, he Twitter is inconsistent. <laughs> like it, it really is. That's it. But uh I think we're fine. Uh everyone freaks out for no reason. I mean, I freak out too. So yeah, <laughs> but at least I own it, like you said. You know what True. I mean. That's it. If you're gonna do it, then own it. Don't be like, oh no, I had faith the whole time, and I'm like, this you can I can go bring up like ten tweets from literally two days ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like someone's gonna be watching this and be like, why are they so loud? Like, oh my gosh, like uh -huh. stop, <laughs> like don't do that to me. Like we know who you are. We saw you. Like you can't hide. We saw you. Oh, I got so. names. I got a whole list running of people to call I'm bookmarking out. tweets. I'm yeah. bookmarking tweets now. Like I'm getting you guys. Like once it's time, once Duncan Robinson yeah, like, I'm just, keeps I'm his just consistency. Silent night about it right now. Like I'm just sitting on it, but like just wait. Like we're gonna be halfway through the season, and I'm just gonna just go buck. Even honestly, people on the Five Reasons Network, I'm like I'm coming for you because I see what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like day a whole in and like burn book. Yeah, yeah, basically, old. that's the perfect way to put it. Yep, a burn book with at names, screenshots yeah. of all the tweets they've ever tweeted that were mean. Like, yeah. He Twitter is a, a funny place, mm -hmm. but I can't lie. I've been one of those people. So, I mean, I feel like somewhat we've all been, you know, there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Uh, he Twitter is, we'll be fine. But, yeah, I think, I mean, we can basically wrap up. I feel like we've hit a couple good topics, Amazing you know, topics. with the, <laughs> yeah, major topics. But um, I can't wait for the season to keep going to see how we learn from all these mistakes uh, how we deal with adversity and you know keep pushing hopefully i see a really bright future with this team truly i think we have all the pieces i don't think we're missing any piece i think we have everything we need to to to, to win a chip honestly um but once again i'm biased sorry <laughs> i try my hardest not to be biased but i am i mean i love the heat so much i'm just like yeah we could be everyone when it's not realistic but uh, i do definitely do see a, a bright future for this team yeah, I think, yeah, we can just wrap up there because we did, we did a lot of discussing, a lot of good combos. Yeah, yeah, I could keep going but, all day, especially yeah. about Twitter. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. this has been a blast. No, thank you, you so much yeah. for having me yeah, on. Thank yeah, you so of course. Much for coming on. Yeah, um, it's, it's been an honor to have you. Yeah, and especially on our Anytime, first just let me know. I promise I'll be more energetic next time, too, if it's on a Sunday after I decide to uh, take a few too many tequila shots to the face. But this has oh, been yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. No, but thank you so much. You know, this is our first episode of Culture Shock. So having you on there, it's an honor. It's yes. It was so fun, you know, talking about everything in the NBA. And I love how you feel about the heat sweater thing because that's exactly how I feel. So, Well, I'm glad someone else backs me because I feel like yeah. it's usually just being like, this is how fandom goes. And I'm like, is it though? Because <laughs> I feel it really? like we're on an island on our own. And then I'm, yeah, and I'm like going against heat Twitter and everyone's like, 
but you're a Heat fan. I'm like, okay, but I don't act like the rest of you do on Twitter. So I'm going to take a step back and be critical now. Yeah, you're like yeah. the, the the calmness. You're the calm mm-hmm. head. So, but that's good. We, we definitely need that on, on Heat Twitter. You know, it gets a little crazy over there. But yeah, so we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. We had a great time. And we hope to get you on the pod, you know, uh, in the future, you know, down the line, maybe playoff time or midseason. No, that would be I'm awesome. I'm happy to jump on. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I'm all for, you know, obviously the women <laughs> empowerment, but also Prime. just like, I don't know if I actually know, like in my close life or even online, like female Heat fans. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's not that many that are like loud yeah. and proud. Like, I am so supportive of what you guys are doing. So anytime, let me know and I'll jump on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, and being women, you know, it's uh, obviously tough. We're trying to, you know, do something that's never been done before. And uh, obviously, we're going to get a hate, a lot of hate for it because, you know, since we're women, people think we don't know basketball, but we do, clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, but thank you so much, you know, for coming on the show and uh, having us for a little while. Thank you so much for watching the first official episode of Culture Shock. And thank you to Joel from He Versus the World and Jules, our producer, and Five Reasons for giving us a platform. And a special thank you to Alana for being our first ever guest.